Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I wanna continue the conversation about transition. As you know, I announced to the church recently that I am transitioning, handing the role of lead pastor on to Ryan Pfeiffer, my dear friend. And uh, pastors, directors are all in favor of this, really, really excited about this. But I thought it'd be good to face off with some frequently asked questions. And so I've invited Mike Farrington, who's a dear friend. He's a member of the board of directors, but more importantly, he's just a regular guy who sits in church, just like you, learning and growing together in this wonderful church. So Mike, I'm gonna hand it over to you and lead us in this time. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, Ryan. And I wanna start with just saying thank you, Mark, for your leadership, your, your continued leadership of our church. Um, how you faithfully led us for, for so many years. And uh, Ryan, we're super excited. Um, love you, brother, and super excited for the direction of our church. And, and I thought just on behalf of uh, the community here at North Coast and the board of directors, to, to what Mark said, that we would just sit here and invite you guys into the conversation, that we would explore some of the questions that, that I even had along this process, that many of you may be thinking this yourself. And so, why don't we jump right in and start with, you know, Mark, what, what went into this decision to transition from lead pastor to associate pastor? Yeah. So when I turned 60, you know, I, I'm a sports guy and I've, I've watched a lot of athletes. They climb this parabola and then they just can't let go. And so they go down the other side. And I don't want to be that pastor that's, you know, uh, can't remember his sentences and, and uh, is trying to hang on to something. Uh, plus, I, I, I realize we're trying to reach a new generation constantly. Mm -hmm. We have the beauty of being a multi-generational church and we're not gonna lose that. Mm -hmm. But we always have to be raising up new pastors. Ryan, you gotta be thinking about some new young pastors beneath you that we're gonna raise Sorry. up. So uh, I've been thinking about this for 10 mm -hmm. years. So you, you shared that 10-year piece. Maybe for the rest of us, what went into that 10-year process? Yeah. How, did you break that up in any way? Yeah, so I, I, first of all, I looked at a lot of other churches, talked to some pastors who were success stories and some that were failure stories of this handoff. So I wanted to do it right. And uh, so I, I decided to take the first three years to see if my successor was here on staff. If not, I wanted to allow myself three years to find out where he was in the world. Where's Waldo? And then uh, finally, to reserve that, those last three, four years uh, to walk together so that everything I know that I do, that uh, God has taught me, that I could hand that off uh, to my successor. So that process, and, and I, I shared that process with the board of directors. So it was something that we were doing together as leadership. So as you shared the 10 years, uh, a, a planned process, intentional process, um, a, a process that, that the board was a part of. Um, you mentioned models of other churches. Uh, were there any common themes that um, you saw as you canvassed the world for the right person and or looked at other churches of what worked or what didn't work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are many, probably more than we can go into right now. But I, one of the things that stood out is that uh, when you raise up someone from within, 
Uh, you have someone who has the same vision, the same values. He's part of the family. You bring someone from outside and they want to remake the church into their image. And that's usually where we had many, many failure examples. Beauty that I, I saw in Ryan is that uh, he had all the gifts and the character that I was looking for, but he was right here uh, as a part of our family and a part of this San Diego culture. So you're walking right into my next question, which is why was Ryan selected? What, what was it about Ryan that the board yourself felt like he was the right person to hand this baton to? Yeah. Well, Ryan and I are, are different people. And thank God, right? <laughs> we only need one more, no more marks. But, um, you know, there's certain things that are, are necessary for a lead pastor. And, and, uh, and I saw those in Ryan, uh, not only in his giftings and, and also in his character. I think in his giftings, he's a phenomenal uh, teacher, but he's also an evangelist. And I think it was important for me that the lead pastor has to be able to throw out the net and give an evangelistic call for people and not be hesitant to do that. And Ryan's a phenomenal guy. He has a heart for revival, and that's my heart. But I also saw him on staff. Uh, he's a leader among leaders. Uh, phenomenal in terms of bringing other staff members out through the questions. Uh, he's very teachable and uh, he's humble. A lot of people put up a defense when you uh, approach him over a certain area confrontationally, but he, he's not, he's, he's teachable. So, so many things and, and then he's really fun loving. Uh, you know, which is something that's really an asset on staff. As far as his character goes, um, uh, you know, I've mentioned some of those, that, but he's teachable, he's humble. Uh, but I've, I've seen him give mercy to people that needed mercy. And, and these are values that we have as a church, the brokenness, uh, that he's willing to be humble. He doesn't have to be in the pulpit and have it all together. Uh, I could go on and on and on. I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah, I am too. And uh, I, as I mentioned, we're just excited to have you in this new role coming up. Um, you know, so I want to push a little more even on his experience because some people might not know this about Ryan and we'll get to know Ryan more over the coming months and years. But um, what about from his experience kind of even pre-North Coast? Yeah. His time serving on college campuses, reaching the next generation. Um, you're 50% Hispanic. Most people don't know that. But what about just his experience leading up to this moment you think prepared him for this role at this time? Yeah. And actually, that's where I first met you, Ryan. That's right. Uh, On the drive. Oh, at a party with uh, your son. Yeah. First, and first, our friends. Yeah. Um, he, w he went to school with Chad, the drummer of Switchfoot. Uh, so we were at a party together. I met his, your brother as yeah. well. Uh, but then he invited me to come down and speak when you were uh, specifically at UCSD That's campus right. with InterVarsity. I picked you up at your house. And, and I was so impressed when I, when I arrived on campus, uh, you know, what, there's almost 300 students. Uh, he's got this thing all organized. People are doing this. It was, it was just like Oompa Oompa, Willy, Walk, Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. That's right. That's Everybody... And he had organized all of this, but because he had, he was free 
to kind of walk on campus and be the pastor. And I thought, whoa, I'm impressed uh, with it. And then I spoke another time there. And then, of course, Ryan, you were raised up to be the director for all the campuses right. on, uh, in San Diego. That's correct. And, uh, and so I was able to see him in that role. I was able to see him in a fundraising role. I was able to see him as a leader of leaders. And, and so way back when, that, this must have been 10 years ago, I, I started thinking, because anyone who knows me well, I'm always recruiting a few good people. And uh, so I began to think in a recruiting mindset. And we began to have dialogues every now and then of what would it be like for him to leave that role with InterVarsity and come on staff uh, with our church. In classic Mark fashion, the first time I invited you to speak at our campus, we're driving home, I'm driving him, right? And he says, hey, what are you doing this Sunday? So this is a Wednesday night, that Sunday. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, nothing. He's like, will you come and preach at our church? Sunday being five days from then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like right away, just four, days away. Three, four days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, was, I, came. I was afraid it was too much notice. <laughs> <laughs> so that Sunday night I came and I preached uh, awesome. at the Sunday night service. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, so you, walked, you talked through at a high level, you know, that, those 10 years, um, obviously Ryan's gifts. Did, did the board consider other candidates? Yeah, yeah. And, and we won't mention them, but uh, uh, outside, inside. And, um, and that really helped us because it began to hone down, well, what qualities were we really looking for? Yeah. Um, so uh, with change, oftentimes there can be change um, in reporting structures or changes in roles or responsibilities with other team members when you make a change at the highest level, right? Yeah. Um, will there be any other changes with this shift from, you know, lead to associate and from associate to lead? We have, we have uh, discussed that uh, within the board of directors, and I think there will be. I think, I mean, we have such a talented bullpen of pastors. And to use a sports analogy, uh, Ryan, you're a soccer guy. Uh, you know, if you have a man down, or if, if even you bring in another player, let's say you bring in a wing or a striker mm -hmm. uh, that, that isn't as fast as this person, then you have to shift and move some players around mm -hmm. to make your team balanced, right? That's right. And uh, so I think there will be, I, you know, that's, that's a little bit premature, but I already have that in my mind. And keep in mind, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'm still here, so, um, and, and I'm, filled with joy. It's, it's kind of like a grandparent uh, watching the next generation uh, become who they are in Christ. Anything to add, Ryan, on that from kind of your perspective of potential change with, with teams and people? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a time of uh, just looking at the team with fresh perspective as we're looking at how do we accomplish the mission that God's given us to do. My, I feel like my job is going to be to bring out the best in everyone's skill set, their natural gifting. Everyone is already really in a great spot, but I think in over the next few years, we'll be discovering that people might find their gifts and their talents fit in a, in a different space that helps us you know, lead the community better and accomplish our mission. That's great. So Ryan, um, should we expect broad changes, changes in our vision, our purpose, our values, our doctrine, 
Um, what do you see with that? If someone says, Ryan, are we changing now that you're in charge? Okay, unequivocally, <laughs> the answer is no. But let me answer this with a little bit of cheek to it. All right, so uh, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but it's not Mark's vision, it's our vision as a church. And that's a testament to your leadership. We own this vision, it's in our DNA, it's in our bloodstream. And so we are gonna continue to be transformed people, transforming our world. Now maybe some of the programs that we use in the future that we haven't discovered yet, we might find are better for us to accomplish that. But the core of who we are is not gonna change. Our style is gonna remain. I love it. And Mark, to echo some of the words you've used over the years so many times, right? Um, this is our church. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just your church. It's not going to be Ryan's church. This is our church. It's God's church. Um, and I love that. I love that it's, uh, we're still on mission. It's still transforming, transforming people, transforming the world. And we're doing it collectively together as one team. Yeah. 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 So, Mark, I think one of the biggest questions people have is, what is your new role? Um, what are you going to be spending your time on? Are you still teaching? Are we going to see you around campus? Maybe unpack that a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love this church. I mean, this is my family. I, I'm like a grandpa here, and so I, I love being here. Uh, so that doesn't change. Um, I'll still be in the pulpit uh, one-fourth of the time, which is about what I'm doing right now, which I absolutely love unpacking the Word of God. I'll be coaching uh, different pastors on staff, not only here but also in the community that I have relationships with. Uh, I'm going to do some writing. There's still some things in my brain and heart that I want to get down on paper. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, this church is uh, a missional church. And uh, so I, I actually have a mentoring relationship with many of our missional partners around the world and locally. So I'll continue in that role as well. Any sneak preview on what you plan to write? Ah, well, I'll give you a hint that... Uh, some of the things that uh, I want to put down in, in writing is what, what is the locker room and what is the playing field, this model that we've had. Um, you know, I'd love to help other churches to begin to live missionally. Um, I, I do a lot of thinking about transformation. As you know, I not only have a theology background, but a, a psychology background. And, and a lot of people, I think, are confused about how, how does God change a person's life. I would love to uh, put something down. I'll, I'll stop there, but there's some other I'll, things. I'll, well. I'll pre-order both books. So kind of with that, are, are you still going to serve on the board of directors and are you going to be reporting to Ryan? Um, how does that work? You know, I, I'll, I'll be a consultant, you know, to everyone. But I think um, the way uh, a board of directors works, that, that, that it's time for me in September to step off the board, that would be a time where Ryan steps into that role. And then, you know, I'm, uh, I'm available on the sidelines for anybody uh, who wants to talk to me. But um, I, and, and plus, I look forward to not being on the board. <laughs> we'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, how does, how does your role change? Um, are you going to be teaching more? You've been teaching uh, quite frequently, as is, intentionally. Um, what other responsibilities do you plan to pick up? Yeah, I think that's hard to say. I'll be teaching more. I love teaching, um, but I also like building up other preachers and giving them room because I think there's, 
And Mark, you established this. There's so much for us as a community to get from the diversity of voices and perspective that we get when we get someone like Nick Gilmore or even just recently Nate Alcorn. Yeah, he killed it. Um, Mark but, Freestad. Yeah, Freestad. Yes, yeah, it, it goes on. And thanks, thanks to your good work, we have a great bullpen of teachers. But yeah, I plan on teaching more. Um, but I, the truth is, not a lot will change. The, the honest truth is that I, behind the scenes, I've already been leading the staff in a lot of ways. Mark's already had me leading in many capacities that people may not be aware of. So I think what we're going to see is more of the same. And I think people can anticipate my leadership to feel like what they've already been feeling in some ways. Absolutely, yeah. Be helpful. You shared, Mark, your philosophy on um, mentoring, discipling, which I think is a a really simple framework, but really powerful on leading and watching, watching, leading. Maybe unpack that just for us, um, because I think it was really helpful for me to understand the transition between the two of you, what you've gone through together. Yeah, It's a simple model of four basic steps of discipleship. So the first step is I do it and you watch me. And this is how we raise our kids, hopefully. Um, And and then the second step is I do it and you help me. And we've gone through all of these steps together. The third step is uh, you do it and I help you. And we've been in that model for some time now. Um, I have said to the, the staff many, many times, they'll come to me and say, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do there? This year, I've been saying, have you asked Ryan? Ask Ryan first before you ask me. So I was forcing the issue. And then the final stage is you do it, and now I watch you. And, and that's where we're entering into now. I love that. Yeah. So... Ryan, with now you do and uh, Mark getting to watch a little bit, did you always want to be a lead pastor? And kind of what experiences prepared you for this moment that you're going to be walking into? Well, when I went to UCSD, I wanted to go to medical school and be a doctor. So my parents were shocked when my sophomore year, I told them, I want to go into ministry. And I remember very distinctly sitting at my desk my sophomore year. I was doing my organic chemistry. And uh, my Bible was in the right corner of my desk. And I had this moment with God where the thought just came on my mind. I want to teach people the wisdom of God from that book for the rest of my life. It was just like that. It was just that crystal clear. And from that moment on, I dedicated my heart to God to do whatever he wanted me to do. But I definitely wanted to be a lead pastor. But then when I graduated college... God immediately called me, rather than going right into some kind of further graduate degree work or anywhere else, he said, I want you to go with university. And in many ways, that was a tremendous graduate degree experience of learning to preach, teach, learning about the millennial generation, learning how to reach the next generation, apologetics. And I cut my teeth preaching in the campus pub, you know, talking about Jesus in a room full of people who were drinking beer and smoking and who didn't know Jesus, you know, from their left hand. And so that was, those 20 years really did a lot to prepare me and equip me for the moment that I am right now. And I could honestly say that through that entire time, that desire to be a a pastor of a church never left me. It was just on the shelf waiting for the right time. And Mark and I would have these conversations and it would really tug on my heart 
But when I would pray, it was like, okay, it's just not the right time yet. And I don't know how you are just so patient. Like, okay, hey, I'm a patient guy. It's, but the other right. thing that he's very humble about, he's a very well-read, self-taught person. You know, I mean, I, I rarely can mention a book that he hasn't read, but he mentions many that I've never heard of. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, his leading skills that he learned in InterVarsity, his management skills, yeah, he's the full package. So Mark, did, did the board and did you look at other churches and how they've made these transitions? Um, I'll be honest, I've seen enough, even locally, where transitions didn't go well. Yeah. Um, so are there successful transitions out there where the founding pastor remained on staff? And what did, what did the board, what did we learn from that? Yeah. Well, I, I looked at so many different churches and models and so forth and so on. Uh, but uh, to give a short answer, I found a, a church in North Atlanta, a perimeter church, and it was pastored by a friend of mine, Randy Pope. It's a great thing to be a pastor and have the name Pope. You know, everyone listens. So at uh, any rate, he pulled it off. A church much larger than ours. Uh, he's still on staff, uh, and he handed it off. And it's it's it shouldn't be um, shocking. It's 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 what you see in scripture of 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 this great handoff, this discipling, this mentoring. So yeah, and plus, uh, in a way, you might say that we've actually been experimenting with with it behind the scenes. You know where. Ryan knows that, you know, I said, why don't, why don't you take that? Why don't you take that? You do this. You do this. And um, I think uh, in, in a world where our egos are supposed to be left at the door anyway, Jesus, this is his church, it, it, it really forces that issue that it really was never my church. It's not. It's not Ryan's. Um, and, and we both honor and respect and love each other that way. But, yeah, great models. Perimeter is a great example, and they even have still their transition process on their website. If you want to go check out the Perimeter Church in Atlanta transition, it's what we're doing the same thing here, right? Being very open, transparent about our process that you guys have been uh, underway with and want to be very open to everyone about that. So, yes. Mark and Ryan, so uh, is there, what is the timing? What's the transition uh, window? Um, when does the baton get handed off? And then between now and then, uh, who's making the decisions? How does, that, <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I think we should have a literal physical baton. I know. Don't you think that'd be so yeah, cool? Yeah, like, Boom, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, September's the magic month. Um, it's, it's actually September will mark uh, 30 years here, 50 years in ministry for me. Um, so it's got some sentimental value for me, but um, it, it's a perfect time. We're coming out of summer. We're launching into a, a school year calendar. And uh, so we're actually going to design a service where it, it's going to be designed around the handoff. Uh, me preaching and commissioning uh, Ryan, asking uh, the pastors to gather around Ryan, laying hands on me, giving him a charge to now Timothy. Elisha, go, and Joshua, go do this. It'll be phenomenal. And, and I think it's going to have the feel of 
of, of a rebirth and a beginning again, again for this church of here we go, um, which is going to be great. Can't wait for that. And more information, obviously, as we get closer on details and time. But so September is that time frame. Yeah. You didn't ask, though, or you didn't answer who's making the decisions between now and September. How's that taking place? Uh, you know, we're, we're in the front seat together. I love it. Um, this year. But I'm intentionally riding shotgun. And I'm going to continue even more so to tell the staff, ask Ryan, ask Ryan. Ryan and I, we meet weekly together right now. So we're not changing that. So we discuss everything. We pray about everything. Um, and and it's, a, it's a wonderful relationship. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to let Ryan wash the dishes a little bit. <laughs> We'll ask Stacy how good he is at washing the dishes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so Ryan, come September, as a church family, is there going to be a time for us to celebrate the impact Mark and Jan have had at our church? And is there a date scheduled for that? Where can or when can we find out kind of more information on that? That was something that we felt was really important. It wasn't Mark's idea; it was our idea. It, because I think it's so important for us as a church to have that time to remember and celebrate what God has done uh, through you, through your leadership. And I think that's going to allow us to continue to move forward on a the foundation that God through you has expertly laid. So yeah, we are. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be a great time of, uh, I think it'll be uh, in the evening, we'll have a great party, food, and uh, stories. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get lucky, have a little bit of roasting and have some fun with you. <laughs> no, that's all going to be good yeah, and fun. I hope we do. <laughs> Fantastic celebration. You know, lots of chocolate. Chocolate is the man's yeah. Yeah, so favorite. Any request. Yes. Yeah. Any request. I, uh, dark, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate noted. Uh, uh, mixed nuts. Uh, good coffee. And really good desserts. Yeah, that's right. Check, check, check. Got it. Um, Mark, any advice you'd have for, for Ryan? Any advice you, you'd leave for the staff uh, right now in this time of transition? And then as well for our church community here at North Coast. You know, I think of a, a, a moment in the Apostle Peter's life. It, it's, it's such a poignant scene where uh, Peter... Um, hasn't felt like he's all that he should have been at, at Jesus uh, the night before he was crucified. And, um, and who feels worthy to step in the shoes uh, to follow Jesus? Who feels worthy? And Peter is called aside by Jesus. Uh, and they walk, they're walking along the Sea of Galilee. And, um, and he challenges Peter and he says, do you love me? And I think that's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. We're coming back to that raw baby skin. No matter how good you are in your preaching, no matter how good you are in your counseling, your leading, your mentoring, reaching the community, it's that, that raw, loving relationship with Jesus. Because he's the king. He, this is his church. And uh, I think that would be the advice for all of us. That, that we keep it fresh, that, we, that we're in love with Jesus. And by the way, the end of that story um, is Peter says, what about him? Referring to John, who happens to be following along. And he says, 
What is that to you? Follow me. And so we don't really ever get to do that. What about him? What about him? You know, we all have our unique callings, our giftings. We, we're uniquely followers of Jesus. But the real thing is uh, we, we need to keep the baby skin and follow Jesus. So I love that, Mark. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so Ryan, kind of similar question to you. What would you like to say to Mark, um, to our staff at our church, and our church community that's watching? Well, first, Mark, I want to say to you, you've been a friend, a mentor to me. The last three years have been phenomenal. I feel so ready for this moment, in large part because of you, your investment in me, your, your belief in me, your encouragement, and at times your challenging words. <laughs> there have been some of those. And you have really been a big part of my life, and over, even over the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years in ways you're not even aware of influencing me from the pulpit, from our times of coffee together, so thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, to the church, well, you know what I wanna say? This next season is gonna be exciting. And I wanna encourage you to be praying and asking God, what does God have in store for us as a church? So please, let's take time and let's be praying and asking God for where he's leading us together. And the great, to see the great things that he has in store for us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And just want to thank you both for this time to sit down together and have this conversation. Uh, on behalf of the board and our church community, we couldn't be uh, more excited for what's to come. And we couldn't be more humbled, um, honestly, to be able um, to be part of, I know it's not your church, but Mark, but you've led this church so faithfully and well. And we're, we're honored that you were part of it so we could be part of it with you. Um, so with that, any kind of closing comments or words to wrap a bow here for all of us? Yeah, Mark? yeah. I, I'm just so excited that I, I get to stick around and see uh, the next phase of what God wants to do in and through this church. It's kind of like seeing a cathedral. It's maybe it's, it's 90 feet tall and we've built 30 feet of it. I get to see it go up the I next, like that metaphor. next 30 feet, yeah. you know, and that's, that's going to be incredible. And Ryan, I look forward to working with you uh, and referring to you as my pastor and to see all that God has in store for us. And for all of us as a church, you know the line from Narnia, further up and further in. We ain't done. We're going somewhere. So let's see what God has for all of us.